The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, welcome. Triple eight, 933-93. It is Pat Gray, Unleashed. More uh, allegations uh, against Roy Moore. <clears throat> I guess, so this is the... Uh, the second, the second allegation, I think, from, from a woman that would have been over something that was actually illegal uh, and not just, you know, strange or sort of improper or, again, societal standards, this would have been illegal. And there's a, uh, so there's a, a woman who claims when she was, I think, 16, uh, Roy Moore tried to rape her. He was apparently in the restaurant in which she worked supposedly every day. And he signed her yearbook. She actually produced the yearbook and supposedly it looks like Roy Moore's signature, but I don't know that it's been authenticated by any sort of uh, handwriting expert. But he's kind of being convicted by the CNNs and MSNBCs of the world. I mean, they've just, they've just decided that the guy is a pervert and he's guilty as charged, even though there's actually almost no evidence. Even the signature in the, in the yearbook of this 16-year-old girl doesn't necessarily mean anything. He could have just been in there and she knew he was the assistant district attorney and she asked him, hey, would you sign my yearbook? And he said, sure, and signed her yearbook. That doesn't mean he took her home. That doesn't mean he tr- he tried to rape her. It doesn't mean any of those things. And yet, to listen to the spin from CNN and Aaron Burnett and whatever uh, political pundit she had on, they had a uh, she ha- Burnett Aaron Burnett had a detractor on, and then some guy that was kind of defending. Uh, Roy Moore, who actually ran against him in the primary. And uh, the accusations against Roy Moore and the claims that the defender of Roy Moore was all political, but these two, Aaron Burnett and her and, and her uh, correspondent, they had no political motivation. Uh, this is kind of a long segment, but it's worth playing in uh, in almost its entirety because there's so much going on here there's so much that shows you the unbelievable spin of CNN and there's a lot of times when I think CNN does some pretty good reporting wow this is not one of those times this is just blatant bias blatant bias you can tell they hate this guy you can tell uh Long before any of these accusations, they hated this guy because of his religiosity. I'm sure they think it's all superstition. I'm sure they think he's some sort of religious nut job. 
and I'm sure they can't stand him because of his politics, but they certainly have uh, no, no indication of any of those leanings in their mind. But listen to this discussion. Aaron Burnett on CNN about the latest accusation involving uh, Roy Moore, and we'll take this a piece at a time. I can tell you without hesitation, this is absolutely false. So this is the actual statement yesterday afternoon by Roy Moore and his wife by his side. I never did what she said I did. I don't even know the woman. I don't know anything about her. I don't even know where the restaurant is or was. Which is kind of a problem because he actually wrote the name. uh, If that's actually his signature in her yearbook, he wrote the name of the restaurant in the yearbook. Old his old hickory restaurant. So that that part is definitely problematic. I've been married to this man for thirty two years. We've been together for thirty three mm-hmm. altogether. Okay. He has never one time lifted a finger to me. He is the most gentle, most kind man that I have ever known in my life. He's godly. Mm-hmm. All right. Margaret, uh, so let, let's start there. Um, they are very much on the same page. She says her husband is godly. He says he doesn't know the woman, doesn't know anything about her. So is this now just a he said, she said? It's, Take five? It would be he said, she said if there was just one person saying he and another person saying she. Instead, there are five accusers. There are also multiple people who have stepped forward to tell stories that actually put into context some of these very credible allegations. There is a story from The New Yorker tonight about several people who recall that he had been asked to leave and step away from the Gadsden Mall where he was provoking and harassing younger women. I mean, there's Mm. it's not just one drip and one person's word against another person's word. There's a context in a series of of credible allegations and a context that make it harder for for sort of believing thoughtful, rational people to 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 step aside and not take a take a strong stand here. And, and Randy, what do you say to that? I mean, as Margaret points out, uh, the context is being filled in uh, by others, uh, as well as in each of these individual cases. The only reason any of them have been reported uh, is because they did tell people uh, over the years. They didn't come out publicly, but over the years mm-hmm. they did tell people important in their lives what had happened to them. In this case, this new accuser told a younger sister two years after it happened, her mother four years ago, her husband before that they even uh, got married. Do you believe her? Well, the thing that's interesting about this whole thing, Aaron, is is that the day before this came out, we at Christian Coalition were actually talking to Christian colleges and universities about sexual harassment, sexual abuse on campuses and things like that. What can we do as the faith community to address these issues? Now, that being said, on the other hand, there's also equal evidence that people need to be not uh, falsely accused. And this is what makes this thing so difficult is because it's been 40 years now I would, I would surmise that some of these, these allegations, particularly Ms. Corfman, if it's proven that, she, that Judge Moore actually never saw this person and never had anything to do with this woman, that, that's right, but still, they confirmed, still you know, in question. For example, her that's mother a big was problem. there for a custody hearing. She was there. The Washington hmm. Post went and confirmed the date of that hearing. I mean, all of this work was, was done. That doesn't, you know, going and confirming the date of the hearing where uh, Roy Moore supposedly walked up to these two who were sitting on a bench outside the courthouse. And he introduced himself, and, and they they didn't know him at all. And he introduced himself as Roy Moore and offered to hang out with the 14-year-old daughter while the mother went inside. It, it, that doesn't 
you know, you don't have confirmation that he was there. You maybe have confirmation that they were there. That doesn't mean anything. You, 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 that doesn't prove that he was there and that he did anything wrong. I mean, this is just, these are blatant falsehoods. Right? So you're telling me unless I That's go back true. in a time capsule, you're not going to believe it, basically. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. What I'm saying is, and I'm saying is that we have to be careful how we accuse people. I mean, there's, there's ultimate, what is the ulterior motive here? And it's obviously there's political forces behind this to gin up all this stuff now 30 days before the election. And what, what the sad thing about this, Aaron, is, is that this is somewhere where we as a nation could come together okay. about discussing sexual abuse and all these different issues. And we're not. We're using it in the political context. That's what's difficult about this whole thing. We could come together as a nation and stand up for women who have credible allegations against men who have been perpetrators and abused their authority for decades. And that's the part that's, you know, at this point in this story, if you don't believe these women, it's because you don't want to. And if you don't want to, what? that's probably for political reasons as well. So let's let's not be canny or coy about the politics here. And okay, she can be canny and coy about the politics here. <laughs> she can be she can be as political as she wants to be, but not not us, not any of those who who are Republican or conservative. Uh, we can't disbelieve her. We must believe her all of a sudden. And if we don't, we're being political, but she's not. I see. Okay. What role politics is playing in this debate? Wow. I mean, Randy, to, to this point, well, no, let's, I, take, the, I let's disagree take the yearbook. With that. Can we just take the yearbook here to okay. the to point Margaret's making? Right. All right, so he, he, no one's disputing um, this is his, his signature. To a sweeter, more beautiful girl, I could not say Merry Christmas. Love Roy Moore. Old Hickory House. By the way, the name Ho of the restaurant that he just Ho said in a soundbite today, Randy, he didn't even know. He signed the yearbook with the name of the restaurant. He's used the word That's... love talking to a girl who had just turned 16. What more do you want? I think that's, again, Aaron, what I'm saying is, mm. is that that is extremely problematic as far as what he did and what the context of that. Was that poor judgment? Probably, just like some of the people you were interviewing. Was it poor judgment at the time by someone 30 years old? Probably. Was it sinister? Was it criminal? That's something totally different. And here's mm -hmm. the other thing that's a little bit problematic for me, and I'm a very... I want to be equal arbiter. Remember, I ran in, the US, in this U.S. Senate race back during the summer, so I know these people very, very well. I have nothing to gain by, by trying to defend somebody erroneously. But what I'm saying is this, is that how did this person leave the mm -hmm. restaurant at 16 years old with somebody that age and mm -hmm. nobody knows, ever saw that? That's the thing that puzzled me on this thing. So okay. there's a lot of things that, again, they, you I need to make sure here, that we're right Randy, about these different say, things. Randy, what you're saying, I think you're really missing the point. Okay, and I just, maybe you have a daughter or something like that. But when you're 14, 15, 16 years old, and a guy who you see every day asks you to, offers you a ride home, you know him. I mean, to blame her. How do we know that that I mean, happened? How do we know? How, no, I'm not blaming her. It, it, no, I'm not. Truly insulting, that's not what frankly, I'm saying. And problematic. Well, no, that's not said, true. Why, why, why would she have walked out and, and no one would have noticed? Maybe no one noticed because he's in there every day. Not, he's always talking to her. How do we know? How do we know? Or maybe nobody noticed because it didn't happen. How about that? <laughs> it's just, that's incredible. So just because nobody said anything about it, that means what they're covering up and, but it doesn't, it, it can't mean that it didn't actually happen. That's pretty amazing. That even, that even happened though. You're saying that, that she rode home with him. How do we know that happened? Actually, That's very problematic she, she what I'm saying. She said he attacked her in the parking lot. She was able to get out of the door. Go ahead, Margaret. It, it's, just, it's so, it's sort of strange credulity and it's hard to even imagine Sir, how you you know what the ends and the extremes that one can go to 
to defend somebody who, by the way, I mean, this is a man who didn't think Barack Obama was born in the, in the mm. United States, who said 9-11 was, you know, was a punishment for, because the United States has become less Christian. I mean, this is a man who, who believes that the Bible has supremacy over the U.S. Constitution. So this is a man who has an incredibly spotty record anyway. And then to go wow. sort of bend over backwards, wow. and to the extent that you're contorting yourself in order to defend a, a, a man against a serious and very credible allegations from multiple women against a backdrop of a lot of character witness of these women and of him at that time just shows us that you don't want to believe it for political reasons. It shows us also that you do want to believe it for political reasons. Wow. I mean, she's got no political motivation. She's completely pure as the driven snow and just fact driven. But he is all politically motivated. That's fascinating. That's a, that's amazing spin on that. And uh, that's kind of what we're up against here with this particular story on Roy Moore. Uh, and all of a sudden, now that, now that we're in the midst of this race where Roy Moore is about to uh, face a special election December 12th, and it's for a U.S. Senate seat, now all of a sudden... Uh, all of these women are are credible, and uh, anything Roy Moore says is not. And the and what he put in her yearbook doesn't mean anything. I mean, you could say love Roy without meaning actual romantic love. Uh, it's just it's silly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your thoughts, and I. I don't. I don't know. It's it, this is going to be interesting to see if the people of Alabama buy into uh, Roy Moore being some kind of dirtbag and essentially a uh, child molester and a rapist, because that's that's kind of what he's being accused of is attempted uh, unwanted sexual advances when he was thirty and she was sixteen. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see where this ends up. 888 Meanwhile, if your family is under duress or an intruder at your home, a single second could be the difference between life or death. It takes less than one-third of a second for Identilux computer to recognize your fingerprint and disengage. About the same amount of time it takes to fire a gun pulled from your holster. Now, it can take up to 10 seconds to access your gun from a locked safe. That's valuable time that maybe you don't have. This is a great solution for parents who value their Second Amendment rights but have kids or teens at home. Identilock gives you the peace of mind that only people you allow can access your gun. It's a, it's a, tremendous, advi- uh, a, it's a tremendous device. And this is what it looks like. This is the key that you can just put it in and quickly unlock it that fast. Just an amazing way uh, to keep your gun locked up yet accessible in a split second. It's 12 ounces, so you can travel with it, take it to the office, put it in your purse, put it in your car, in the console. It was created by a parent 
for parents to help prevent accidental or unintentional discharges. And it offers an option to add up to three authorized users with one master user who can disable profiles whenever you want. It runs on a lithium-ion battery, lasts up to six months on a single charge. You absolutely need this device. It is fantastic. And it's called uh, Identilock, available exclusively at Cabela's throughout the nation. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. What do you think of the latest accusations here? This woman says Roy Moore brutally sexually assaulted her when she was 16 years old. Uh, She's coming out with Gloria Allred at her side, which to me makes it all suspect. Because, I mean... uh, Gloria Allred is just a, uh, she's a predator. <laughs> hmm. And we, we've seen the fact that she's not credible uh, like a hundred times. I got no confidence in Gloria Allred. She's an attention hog. Uh, she just wants to be in the spotlight. And here she is again. And for this woman to come through now, and all of a sudden, oh, okay, 40 years ago, you had this issue. Why are we just now hearing about it? Why? And I guess you could say, well, there's safety in numbers and everybody feels safe now to come out and and cleanse themselves of all of these accusations and maybe finally make up for uh, lost time and bring this guy to justice. Or it's politically motivated and, you know, she made it a point to say that She's a Trump supporter, and uh, we, we don't know any of that. Uh, I don't know if it's monetarily motivated. It, it, I don't know if it's true. I, I don't know, but it, it seems suspect to me. How does it seem to you? 888 In the Washington Post, they are uh, saying that Roy Moore pursued relationships with teenage girls when he was in his 30s. It was noted that uh, two of the accusers said they first met Roy Moore at the Gadsden Mall. The report also noted that several other women remembered Moore frequently walking through the mall alone, and he was typically well-dressed in slacks and a button-down shirt. Oh, no. Well, then, clearly, he was a predator. Only predators dress in slacks and a button-down shirt. Uh, Greg Leggett, who's now 59 and living in East Gadsden, was from 1981 to 85 an employee at the Record Bar, a store that was in the Gadsden Mall. By the early 80s, Leggett uh, said the mall was the place to be. There were no empty stores, and lots of kids came around, lots of teenagers. You went there to to see and be seen. He said he met his wife, Joanne, there. She worked at a restaurant called Orange Bowl. He remembers that parents dropped their kids off at the mall, typically unchaperoned. 
and the teenagers filled the place. And he said he saw more there a few times, even though his understanding then was that he already had been banned. It started around 1979, I think. I know the ban was still in place when I got there. Really? He really looked after the kids there. He was a good guy. JD told me, if you see Roy, let me know. He's banned from the mall. If you see more here, tell me. I'll take care of him. Leggett said that his boss, Eddie Hill, also told him to look for more. A phone call to Hill's number was not returned. Interesting. I mean, could, could all of this be politically motivated? Uh, uh, of course it could. I don't know if it is. But it seems a little suspect that now, all of a sudden, after 40 years or more, now all of this is coming out. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty three ninety three, Janice in Utah. You're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. Um, I just wanted to point out Margaret Hoover on your clip there is a Republican. Okay. And so that wasn't a, a, an exchange between left and right. It was two people on the right. And number two, uh, well, there's, yes. Uh, I mean, we don't know that for a fact. She claims that. Is she registered? Do we know as a Republican? <laughs> well, she she goes on on shows all the time and, and as a Republican. So does she? Um, <laughs> okay. I'll take her word for it. All but, right. Uh, number two, she uh, um, that I read that. Um, he, uh, his co-workers at the time said he used to hang out at, at football games and proms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of creepy. And, I mean, I don't know. I'm, on one hand, I've been, I was sexually harassed when I was 17 years old, and I didn't tell anybody till I, mean, I just told my husband about 10 years ago. Mm. I never told my parents. Because I was working as a waitress, and I was afraid they wouldn't let me go back to work, even though my my boss was great about it. Uh, he it was a, a customer came in, and when I leaned over the table, he pinched my breast. Oh wow! And uh, I was I was seventeen. It was my first real job. I was scared to death. I didn't say anything, but one of the other waitresses told my boss, and he was livid. He said if the guy ever came in again, he'd let him have it, and but he never came in again. But um, I didn't say anything to anybody until 10 years ago. And that was a relatively minor compared to what a lot of people go through. Yeah. And so I have a tendency to believe them. But at the same time, I'm the mother of four sons and a wonderful husband. And I would hate to see them accused of something they didn't do. For sure. So there's, it's, it's a complicated issue. And it's, there, you can't say you have to have proof because there are, is no proof at this point it's all he said she said so it's the only thing you can go on is if she if they told anybody at the time and which may they may or may not have and uh if they have any kind or if they reported the police that's all you can really do yeah and but i at this point i i'm i'm sorry but his religiosity and i'm a person of faith does not hold any any sway with me because uh a people, a person can put on a big show and be rotten in the mid- inside, you know. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. That I mean, they can. Uh, and it sounds like you're inclined to believe uh, the charges against him, right? Experience. So uh, plus, I just it just seems creepy to me. I mean, mm-hmm. even if he was it was totally relig- or totally a 
okay or, or innocent that he was out trolling for teenagers. He didn't have anything really bad in mind. It's just creepy. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, yes, it is creepy. Thanks, Janice. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If he's hanging out at malls alone as a thirty year old man, and this is a place where you know teenage girls hung out a lot, and apparently it was. Yeah, it, it is kind of creepy, but we don't know for sure that that's the case. And if he was banned from the mall, we should be able to hear that from a uh, from one of the Gadsden Mall officials. You would think. There's got to be somebody who knows for certain whether this is true. 888 In the meantime, it just gets more and more interesting. Uh, this could be some kind of election. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Are you inclined to believe the accusations against Roy Moore? Super religious guy uh, who has no problem demonstrating his religiosity in public, talks about it all the time, sort of legislated that way from the bench, made no bones about the fact that he is a Christian and believes that the Constitution was divinely inspired, and our rights come from God. Now, that drives the left crazy. And they keep, they keep repeating the nonsense that that sort of makes it like he doesn't believe the Constitution because our rights don't come from man, they come from God. And somehow, I guess that delegitimizes them in the minds of uh, some of these people, like that, uh, I don't even know her name, that was on with Aaron Burnett. Uh, on CNN, and she was saying that he doesn't even believe the Constitution as it's written. Well, of course he does. That's not saying that... What, what that's saying is that you agree with the Founding Fathers who believe that our rights are natural rights, which means that they come from God. Well, Roy Moore believes that, and how dare he, according to the left? That drives them out of their mind. Uh, so they try to make him sound like a kook. Uh, they, they try to discredit him. And I, I, I don't, I don't know if he was after young women. Does, does the fact that his wife is 14 years younger than he is, does that lend some credibility to some of these stories? Maybe, maybe not. Triple eight, Larry in Minnesota. Welcome to the blaze. Pat, how hey, you doing? Good. <laughs> hey, one thing that's bugging me on the yearbook mm-hmm. is that they come out at the end of the school year, and this was allegedly signed in the middle of December. I don't – I'm having trouble as to why she had a yearbook 
at a restaurant in December to sign. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? Because usually it'd be at the end of the school year in in what, May or June or something. Right. Right? You know, you sign it for a few days and then it goes on the shelf and you never see it again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then... And to sign the restaurant you're at in the uh-huh. yearbook, it seems odd also why that was would be notated in a yearbook thing. Yeah, I, I, it, it seems weird. It does. Uh, there's a lot of weird elements to this. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate it. Uh, 888-900-3393. Andrew in Indiana, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hey. Uh, great show. Been Thank you. Say one. Um this morning, I read a piece, and it was either Resurgent or Red State, I don't remember, but it said it's time for conservatives to abandon more. And their general premise was he didn't put up a good enough defense. Well, he came out, he said, yeah, like, some, you know, I can't guarantee that I didn't talk to women who were, like, 16, but, you know, I don't, I don't remember these girls specifically. But he flat out denied, flat out denied the sexual assault allegations. Yes. So, like, I mean, flat out denied it. Now, my problem is if he had come out and started combing through this woman's history on Twitter, like Trump does, the same people would go and say, well, he's acting like Trump. Like, you got to let other people defend you. You're, you're the candidate. So there's like a complete, there's a complete cognitive dissonance that they're doing. Very true. Yeah, and, it, and then, so it makes it really hard to defend yourself under those circumstances. You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Right. And then the other thing is that there's like many moving parts to this, but the, the number one thing is like I, I, my motto in life is facts don't care about your feelings. Like I like Ben Shapiro straight out of straight off his Twitter feed, like facts don't care about your feelings. But there's there there are no facts that we can use as evidence. Mm-hmm. It's all based on feelings. Do you feel like you believe them? Well, I don't feel like I believe them. I don't. There's like I, I believe that maybe he went after he went after women who were sixteen, seventeen, which is weird, but not illegal. But I don't believe the sexual assault stories. I don't believe them at all. Yeah, and if it's true that he dated younger women, like if he's thirty and he was dating seventeen-year-olds and it's legal, that's legal age. Would that make you not vote for him if you lived in Alabama? No, 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 no. Because no, I the the moment. That Chuck Todd went and said, this could be your next U.S. senator, and then he played the clip of him saying, your rights don't come from government, they come from God. Yeah. I knew that something, I just knew that something was going to happen because that, like, there was an absolute hatred from, for him from all sides as soon as that happened. No question. Like, this, this is, this feels completely manufactured. And if we want to use facts, we have the fact that they made up a story about John McCain and this one woman during the 2008 election. They, we have the fact that they made up the Clarence Thomas story. They, we have the fact that they go and make up stories, and then they go and get people on the record. The fact that someone's on the record means nothing. Yeah, I mean, good points. Appreciate it. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, if you missed what Chuck Todd said about Roy Moore just a few weeks ago, it was it was this. Roy Moore, where the phrase Christian conservative doesn't even begin to describe him, mm-hmm. could very well be your next U.S. senator. If you don't understand just how freaked out some folks in the GOP and the White House are about what that means, then you don't know Roy Moore. First off, he doesn't appear to believe in the Constitution really? as it's written. Huh. Our rights don't come from government. They don't come from a Bill of Rights. They come from Almighty God. <laughs> now, that's just a taste of uh-huh. what are very fundamentalist views that have gotten him removed from office twice as Alabama's Chief Justice. 
Really, is that what had him removed? The fact that he believes our rights come from God? Can you remove somebody from office on religious grounds? That seems illegal. Uh, Wow. Now, of course, what that means is you just believe the Constitution was divinely inspired. That doesn't mean you don't believe in the Constitution as written. And if Chuck Todd doesn't understand that, uh, that boggles my mind. That's that's amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Jan in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. 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 The thing, maybe you guys can help me out with this one. I mm-hmm. have been trying to figure out, and unfortunately, haven't had time to really research it. Um, but how did he get his judgeship in the first place? If all this was going on. Um, and, you know, was it an, uh, an elected position or an appointed position? And either way, you know, shouldn't this have come out then? I mean, if he was, you know, supposedly violating laws of this nature, mm-hmm. how could he be a judge? Yeah, the timing's amazing. I, I, I can't help but think that the timing is, is more than a coincidence. Sure seems like it, doesn't it? Well, and, you know, I don't really know that much, being that I'm not a resident of Alabama, but it just, it, I'm like Glenn. It's like I reserve judgment until I get all the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jen. It, it is, I mean, it's, we all know that, that the media is always trolling for conservatives and they're always trying to bring conservatives down and nothing irritates them more than a Christian conservative who is willing to talk about their religiosity in public because heaven forbid you have anybody making decisions who actually believes in God and believes that he has any say in uh, mankind's future and governance. But I would love to know if he, if Roy Moore was banned from this Gadsden Mall back in the 1980s. I have seen uh, nobody come forward and say, yeah, it's absolutely true. The guy was banned from the mall because he was trolling for teenage girls. Has, Has anybody seen any proof of that so far? I've just seen the accusation, and it's uh, that would be pretty damning if it's true. That should be pretty easy to prove. And if that turns out to be true, then, you know, maybe the guy shouldn't be in the race. Short of that, leave him alone and let the people of Alabama decide this thing. The way it's going right now with uh, all of the accusations against him, it looks pretty bad for the Republican majority in the Senate. It's going to get a little bit closer. Because he's he went from eleven points ahead to four points behind. I saw one poll where he was up seventeen. He was up seventeen. Yeah. Before this broke. Before this broke. Yep. And now he's down what forty six forty two. Hmm. Uh, so it's it's amazing. That's a that's a twenty one point swing. That's a lot. And so apparently, it's having quite an effect on people. So, I, 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 you know, are you inclined to believe him if you're in Alabama or you were in Alabama? Would this affect the way you vote? 
pretty effective, though, to just start accusing people and, and find women who can back up your story 40 years later when there's no way you can prove it one way or the other. There's not, there's no way to do that now. Now, it would be pretty damning, again, if uh, you had somebody who was in management at the mall and they said, yeah, he was uh, banned from the mall. Here's proof. If somebody's written that down, if, if it was uh, put in a record somehow, uh, but barring that, you don't have any proof of it. Let's go to Joe in Texas. Uh, hey, Joe, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. I've got a quick question. What kind of car was Moore driving? I, I don't know. Why, well, do, you, why do you ask? I because I can't think of a single car where you lock the passenger side door and you can't still open the door by pulling on the handle from the inside. <laughs> okay. You know, that did briefly cross my mind. And then I just kind of uh, forgot. That's a great question because supposedly she was trying to get out of the car, right? And he reached over right. and locked it and then she couldn't get out. Yeah, that doesn't. That's a nothing to do with the question of whether or not he's a scumbag. Yeah, but you know when when that came up the first time I heard her in the interview, that was my immediate question. And it's a good one. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good one. And one appreciate the call, Joe. The detectives that anybody investigating this case should be asking. Really, I mean, my card. You just pull on the handle and it still unlocks and you get out the door. Wasn't that the case back in the eighties? I was about to say, I think it was. What year was this again? Uh, I'm getting I'm getting my eighties dates mixed up. I've got George too. Decay is eighty one. This is what eighty three. I don't know, but yeah, three ish. I I see your point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beverly Young Nelson. Fifth woman to accuse him of sexual misconduct. The first to accuse him of attempted rape. And she was with Gloria Allred when she did it. Trapped her in his car 40 years ago. Choked her. And tried to take off her clothes before she fought him off. Nelson said she first met Moore at the Old Hickory House restaurant in Gadsden, Alabama. Where she said she began working at age 15... Uh, Roy Moore was a regular customer, came in almost every night, and he'd stay until closing time. Hmm. Sat at the counter in the same seat night after night. I remember exactly where he sat. He complimented Nelson on her looks, but she did not encourage or respond to his flirtations. I was not interested in having a dating or sexual relationship with a man that was twice my age. Apparently, you were interested in getting a ride home from him, though, which is interesting. Uh, one night at the restaurant, Nelson said Moore signed her high school yearbook. To a sweeter, more beautiful girl, I could not say Merry Christmas. Christmas 1977, Love Roy Moore, DA, 1222-77 Old Hickory House, which was the restaurant. About a week later, Nelson said uh, Moore offered to give her a ride home after her shift ended. Now, this is a woman who supposedly has no interest in the guy. Doesn't want anything to do with him. She's He's too old for her. And, and she's not interested, but she accepted the, the offer and uh, planned to call her boyfriend after she arrived home. Instead of getting on the highway, uh, Moore supposedly parked in the back of the restaurant. Hmm. Nelson said she asked him, what are you doing? Instead of answering her question, he reached over and began groping me, putting his hands on my breasts. 
tried to open my car door to leave, but instead he reached over and locked it so I could not get out. That's the important point. Yeah, I just got a tweet, by the way, from Corey Emerson. It says her parents' uh, 85 Camry couldn't be opened from the inside when the door lock was engaged. Just, oh, really? Just FYI, it's 85. Okay. 85? But what about 84? Because Or 83? Is that the same? Is it the same? She said, I tried fighting him off while yelling at him to stop. Instead of stopping, he began squeezing my neck, attempting to force my head onto his crotch. I continued to struggle. I was determined that I was not going to allow him to force me to have sex with him. I was terrified he was trying to pull my shirt off. I thought he was going to rape me. I was twisting and struggling and begging him to stop tears running down my face. At some point, he gave up, looked at me and said, you're a child. I'm the district attorney of Etowah County. If you tell anyone about this, no one will believe you. He finally allowed me to open the car door and I either fell out or he pushed me out. I was on the ground as he pulled out of the parking area behind the restaurant. The passenger door was open as he burned rubber, pulling away, leaving me laying there on the cold concrete in the dark. She didn't want to tell her boyfriend because he had a very violent temper and feared he would get himself into trouble. Two years later, Nelson said she told her younger sister, Nelson's mother, and now husband were also told later on. She was left bruised by the alleged assault. Uh, so, interesting. This has nothing whatsoever to do, she says, with the Republicans or the Democrats. It has everything to do with Mr. Moore's sexual assault when I was a teenager. But again, you know, the timing is uh, pretty amazing. 888 uh, a new patented FDA-acknowledged supplement that contains the molecule OEA. Not even going to try to pronounce it, but that's the active ingredient in Riduzone. OEA is naturally produced in the human body. One way to get more OEA is to consume olive oil, which that's why the Mediterranean diet is so healthy because they use a lot of olive oil. But you'd have to drink a whole lot of it to make enough to curb your appetite. Almost a whole bottle to get the OEA in a daily dose of Riduzone. OEA is safe and non-stimulating. It supports weight loss by sending an I'm full signal to your brain while also burning fat. It's vegetarian, it's gluten-free, and non-GMO. And according to the Biggest Loser study, six years uh, study of Former Biggest Loser contestants, sponsored by the National Institute of Health and the National Institute of Diabetes, show that almost all contestants gained some or all of their weight back after being on the program, despite continuing efforts to, you know, diet and exercise. The body fights against weight loss by slowing up your metabolism and boosting your appetite. Riduzone helps all of those situations. So... The takeaway here is that there is a scientific reason to why it's so hard to keep the weight off, and, it, and it's not your fault. Visit RidUZone.com to learn more and use the promo code THEBLAZE for 40% off your purchase. RidUZone.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Cat Gray returns. Oh, welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Getting some tweets on this, uh, as well as phone calls. Here you go. First-hand reports. Uh, let's see. New Yorker report alleging Moore was banned from the mall. Thinly sourced, relies entirely on anonymous sources and secondhand gossip. Uh, NewYorker.com news desk. This Birmingham news report, on the other hand, has on the for, on the record firsthand accounts. That is interesting. Uh, no, this is the slow drip so familiar from the left. One, then another, then another, then another, not buying it. Okay, so I think they're pretty well split, it seems, on this issue. Uh, from this 19, from this 2002 local article, apparently this has been reported locally before he had national aspirations. And the post is politically motivated, but, but so am I. Well, I'm, I mean, not really. I, I don't, I, I've got no, I've got no dog in this race at all. My preference for a U.S. Senator from Alabama would have been Mo Brooks. Uh, Roy Moore would, would be my choice now, but I don't want him if he's some sort of sexual predator. Plus, I'm not a news guy. There's, there's a difference between news people being politically motivated and a commentator, a radio talk show host being politically motivated. Uh, and this from uh, Trey Shelley. Aren't pedophiles lifelong offenders incapable of rehabil rehabilitation? Incidents 40 years ago and none since. Certainly doesn't fit the profile. Uh, oh, come on, Pat. Who hasn't hung around the mall to pick up teenage chicks while in their 30s? Jeffy was doing that back in 1887. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. According to uh, Hammy Sanchez, I have a Snickers wrapper taped in my senior yearbook. I don't believe any of it. Too many stories not adding up. Uh, this from Jack Martin. Roy Moore thing is fishy at best. In public service for 30 years. Ran in primary this past year. Why does all this come out now? That's what I think is interesting. The timing is fascinating. And it goes on and on. It looks like it's about 50-50 split here. Whether or not you believe uh, Roy Moore... Or, or the accusers. Sure does. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Eve in Georgia, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. I don't know if you remember me, but I I called you a little while ago about a stalker that I had coming to my house. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Anyway, I'm calling today because my daughter, my husband's in the military, and mm -hmm. when we were stationed over in Germany, my daughter, who was four years old, was molested by, I believe it was a 17, 18-year-old young man. This wow. young man happened to be the son of an MP. He was registered as a babysitter on the post. He had taken the classes. Mm. He was also in my, young, my husband's young men's uh, group at church, Oof. which is how he knew him. So on paper, he looked like a great kid, right? Oh, yeah. But he molested my daughter. Well, that happened, uh, I don't know, eight years ago. 
And if you go back then, you will see that there is a record of that, both with the military police and with the German police. There's a record that my daughter was for. It was a record. She told me the day after, that, that next morning, what had happened, because she knew that something wrong had happened. Uh-huh. Well, these women who are claiming something, where is their legal record proving that this happened? Why did they not say anything? Well, I know as a teenager, as a young child, it might be scary to say something. Yeah. I think that's a super interesting question. And uh, one nobody has really sufficiently answered yet. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Are we taking over the show? We're taking over the show, baby. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell Pat that we're taking over the show, Brad Staggs. Oh, hey, Pat is in here. and Well, the, the theme's playing, and uh, we just thought we would say hello. The restraining order says I have to leave now. Oh, wait. Oh, man, That's a real thing. System. Oh, that, that was a real thing. All right. Welcome back to uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. Here's your host, Pat Gray. <laughs> So obviously I missed the open. Yeah, huh. I mean this is okay. I mean, we, you know, it happens. What are you gonna do? We change things up here. We 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 now start at uh, three after. <laughs> <laughs> when did that begin? Uh, uh, that's crazy. Quite a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, we've been kicking around the Roy Moore situation. Do you believe him? Would you vote for him? I, I, you know, I, I don't know what to think. I, I'm a little bothered by the timing on all this. <laughs> and I know everybody feels like there's safety in numbers and they can come out now and say what they need to say. But it's also kind of likely that there's some political opportunism here as well. And Roy Moore being a religious guy, this gives the left an excellent opportunity to cast conservatives and Christians in a really hypocritical light. I'm sure they love this story. They absolutely love it. Uh, because Roy Moore makes no bones about his religiosity. And, and if he did this stuff, looks really bad. And then they could paint all Christians with that brush. Yeah, you bunch of hypocrites. We don't have to listen to you anymore in your nonsense. And they love the fact that they can discredit a guy who believes that our rights come from God. How ridiculous. It's amazing how many of these leftists believe that that disqualifies him from uh, believing in the U.S. Constitution. Well, No, that, that makes his belief of the Constitution in the Constitution even stronger because he believes it came from God, that it's, it's divinely inspired. Do they not understand how literally tens of millions of people believe that? Tens of millions. 88-900-3393. With your thoughts. It's it's, uh, fascinating that some of the companies have pulled out of Sean Hannity's show just because he had Roy Moore on to defend himself. 
can you not even hear the other side of this story anymore? Wait, he talked to him? Yes. He can't be doing that. Right? <laughs> not a guy who's been accused. No. <laughs> I what are mean, we doing? the burden of proof is on him now. But Keurig, you know, that coffee company also, I guess, hot chocolate could be made with that one of those devices. They made the decision to bail on the Hannity show because he had Roy Moore on. Saturday, they announced they would no longer be advertising on Hannity's show because of the comments about Roy Moore. On Sunday, Hannity's... Fans began to boycott curing pro, uh, products, and uh, some of them destroyed their coffee machines. <laughs> Hannity responded to the outpouring on ah. Sunday, saying, "I'm humbled and speechless, and frankly, laughing my butt off." Mm. That's not the word he used. No. I love all my deplorable friends. Thank you, and game on. He added, uh, "Deplorable friends, I'm buying 500 coffee makers tomorrow to give away." Details on radio and TV. Hint, best videos. So, uh, the apology from Keurig's decision to pause advertising on Hannity's show. Uh, they, they said, Dear Keurig team members, you're likely aware that Keurig became the focus of some media attention. The tweet announced the withdrawal of advertising from Hannity in response to comments made on the program last week that were viewed as controversial by some of our customers. This is to provide you with full transparency on the situation. Our lessons learned and our path forward. Like most consumer-oriented companies, Keurig's media purchases are driven by delivery of ratings for our target uh, consumer audience. We, have also, we also have a defined set of programming guidelines to ensure we deliver advertising in the right programming environment. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so what are they going to do? Are they going to... As I said on TV tonight, I apologize when I misspoke and was not totally clear earlier today. In most situations such as this one, we would pause our advertising on that particular program. However, the decision to publicly communicate our programming decision via Twitter was highly unusual. This gave the appearance of taking sides in an emotionally charged debate that escalated on Twitter and beyond over the weekend, which was not our intent. Uh, so what has the company done? I apologize for any negativity that you've experienced as a result of this situation and assure you that we will learn and improve going forward. As we all know, the external environment is changing rapidly. We need to dial up our speed and responsiveness to stay ahead. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, are they boycotting the Hannity show or not? I, I don't really understand what their point is here. <laughs> Interesting. But uh, boy, they did. They definitely took notice of the of the protest. That got their attention quickly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Ralph in Virginia. Hi, Ralph. You're on the blaze. Hey, how are you, buddy? Good. Okay, you gotta work with me here, Pat. Okay. Remember back in nineteen seventy eight, nineteen seventy nine. You know that the first girls said that. That he that Roy asked for her phone number. Well, I'm 50 years old, and for me back then, kids didn't have phones, and they had house phones, mm-hmm. mainly rotary phones. And I know myself and a lot of my other friends, as kids, 
we wasn't really allowed to like really answer the phone if somebody called because you know who would be calling for them. So for her to say that Roy asked for her her phone number, mm-hmm. and then it's just like you know well, what did he do? Call the house. The father answered the phone and says, "Hey, this is Roy. I'm calling for your 14 year old daughter. <laughs> you know, can I speak to her?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there is that element. Yeah. yeah, that he he probably would have had to go through the the parents. Um, uh, yeah, it would have been interesting, especially if she's 14. Very interesting. Uh, thanks for the call, Ralph. It do- Although, it doesn't necessarily mean that the parents always answered. Could have called at a time when the parents aren't there and she picked up. Who knows? Because supposedly with that call, uh, they arranged to meet around the corner. And so she left the house and went around the corner and he picked her up there and then they drove to his house in the woods. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. It's a bizarre story. And it's it's really, it's tough to know who to believe here. Karen in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Thank you, Pat, for mm-hmm. taking my call. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I wanted to say is, you know, some people think that because the lady, this last accuser was a Republican, that she has some sort of validity. And I just would really like for your viewers to really look at the Republican Party. They are just as corrupt as the Democratic Party. And they were the first ones to jump on and say he needs to back out of the race. It's an attack on Christianity, period, uh, on both sides. And, uh, you know, I, I truly believe that if he was a predator, it would have come out years ago because he's in public service all these years. But uh, I just would really caution your viewers to not judge him because of the Republicans that are coming out to say, get out of the race. Stay in the race and back a Christian. I, I don't know the man, but mm-hmm. I just really believe that he would not have stood for the principles that he has for so long and to the detriment of his family and to himself for his Christian beliefs. If he was, I mean, if he was a predator, I, I just can't believe that. And, and we all know Christians throw other Christians under the bus before anyone else does. And so, anyway, I just, yeah. this is the first time I've ever called in on a talk show or anything else. It's just, I'm very leery of anything that the Republican Party uh, is, you know, saying. Me too. Do. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thanks, Karen. Because the Republican Party isn't the Republican Party of old. The Republican Party, they're not necessarily conservatives anymore. And they're not necessarily supportive of conservatives. And and I, obviously, like Mitch McConnell despises Roy Moore and virtually everything he stands for. And that's why he's not supporting him in this. That's why he's virtually threatening not to seat him if he's even elected. He's encouraging him to get out of the race. Uh, you know, and that could cost them the election. And then you you jeopardize your majority in the Senate. Uh, that's how much 
Mitch McConnell dislikes this guy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Chris in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Hey guys. Hi. Hey, uh, this judge. I don't. I don't know this judge. I don't. I don't know anything about him. But what I find uh, really weird about this is, I'm 38 years old. And I don't remember conversations I had five years ago, mm-hmm. let alone 40 years ago. And you remember specific <laughs> conversations you had? <laughs> yes. I, 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 I don't know how that's possible. It's uh, difficult to remember. And, and uh, yeah, I, it's pretty amazing, the, the memories involved in this thing, isn't it? And isn't this the, kind of the same thing? And I, I, I'm not a Trump supporter at all, but that they started to do to Trump when he won the nomination. Mm-hmm. You know, he had people coming forward, that it, a flight attendant that he groped, and then he didn't. And it, it just seems to be their go-to uh, uh, plan to try to get Republicans or conservatives out of uh, not getting the office. Yeah, It just seems very familiar over and over again. Very much so. Thanks, Chris. And it seems really suspect the timing of it all coming as it does you know literally four weeks before the election why now and how many elections has this guy been through i mean he's been pretty high profile for quite a while ever since the 10 commandments monument defense um back in the mid 2000s or or before that what was that about 2004 or 5 Six, maybe, when he was uh, defending the Ten Commandments Monument and made big headlines then. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You want to be prepared. Uh, you want to be prepared with food. You want to be prepared with shelter. Uh, you want to be prepared with uh, a way to get electricity if... You know, everything goes offline, and you want to be prepared with communication devices like this. Go Mesh Powers the first 100% off-grid mobile long-range consumer-ready mesh network, which means that you could send texts and GPS locations even if you don't have a cell tower up, a router, or a satellite. So this would be great for anybody who is an outdoor enthusiast or, or anybody who just needs an off-grid communication solution when service is unreliable or not available, go to GoTenna. It is definitely the solution for you. You just want to be prepared for any eventuality. This is awesome. You just pair the device with your phone using the GoTenna.com, the GoTenna app, or leave it unpaired in strategic locations, and then you can still relay communications from device to device. Right now, when you go to GoTenna.com, Use the promo code PAT15. You get 15% off your order of two, four, or eight packs. So you can create a pop-up mesh network anytime, anywhere, and your network won't go dark, even when the infrastructure does. Don't wait until you need it to act. Visit GoTenna.com today. G-O-T-E-N-N-A.com. GoTenna.com. Save 15% with your promo code PAT15. That's GoTenna.com. Remember the ancient Romans? How it was said that they would go and they'd they'd binge on food and then they would you know purge vomit mm-hmm. yeah, they'd yeah vomit you know one theory is that they would um, the, the way to vomit they mm-hmm. they'd put a, a feather they'd stick a feather in their ear what I kid you not Ugh. I, why would that I, make you vomit there are okay and that, that, and that thank you for asking that brings me to my point okay a lot of nerve endings in your ear mm-hmm. they can actually affect the way the rest of you is. Mm. 
So if you've got nerve connections in your ears, yeah. it'll actually make you do that. Make you puke. Exactly. Or cough, too. Some people say, well, I put a Q-tip in my ear, oh, I want to cough. It's like an ear, nose, and throat type thing, huh? See, it's all connected, <gasps> which means if one of them's dirty, oh. the rest of them are dirty. Mm. Don't be dirty. Don't be dirty? Go to usewaxrx.com <laughs> and get your three-step system. Whether or not you want to be a Roman, that's up to you. But the rest of this is, I mean, this is amazing. You put the drops in. This Right here, I'm a tool guy. Mm -hmm. This is an incredible tool. Did you tool. say you're a tool? I'm a tool guy. Oh, tool, tool guy. guy. Sorry. I you just, have to complete the phrase. Sorry about Otherwise, that. totally different mm -hmm. meaning. Mm -hmm. But this design, That's this cool. was designed by a doctor and just the right. And by the way, I heard more stories about the kids. Your kids. <laughs> there are things growing inside my kids' ears. <laughs> it's, a fam it's like a family activity oh, now, isn't it? it's a treat. Trust yes. me. <laughs> so this spray bottle gives just the right amount of water pressure and the right amount of water. It will get things out of your kids' ears and your ears mm -hmm. that you didn't know existed in there. Finish it off with the pH conditioning powder and Why? mix up. Because you want to have those nice conditioned supple, supple. ears. Yes. If all this sounds good to you, and I know it does, Go to usewaxrx.com and use the promo code radio for free shipping. That's usewaxrx.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray. Been talking about uh, Roy Moore today. Do you believe him or, or not? Should he be the next senator from Alabama? He was up by 11 points in some, some polls, like eight in others, 17 yeah. in one poll. I found that poll. It was uh, on uh, October 31st. And uh, I've, of course, closed that tab on my computer prematurely. But, uh, yes, I, so I don't know the source of that poll, but it was, it was in Politico or The Hill. That's what, who was referencing it. But, yeah, he was up 17 on October 31st. Wow. And I'm guessing he's not now in that same poll? He's, he's down by four in one poll I've seen. Uh, it's certainly tightened since all of these allegations came to light. Are they true? I I don't know. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to vote in in this election because who knows? Who who knows? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Frank in Washington, welcome to the Blaze. Hi Pat. Hey. Um, you know I heard uh, uh, Sean's interview with him on Friday, uh -huh. and it kind of broke my heart because I I. Uh, I don't know Judge Moore, uh, I don't know his career intimately, but I'm aware of him from going back a couple decades at least with regards to the whole Ten Commandments and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I love what the guy stands for uh, yeah. in that regard. Um, but when I, a lot of his answers, the, the interview is about 15 minutes long. You begin to listen. A lot of his answers, uh, well, it was, it was actually kind of, there was two kinds of answers. When there was a particular thing about something, a particular legality, such as the girl who said that she bought, that he bought her wine at the restaurant, he said, well, A, it was a, a dry county, so that wouldn't have happened. And B, I remember her being 19. 
Yeah, I noticed that. And I'm thinking like, oh, he remembers that, you know. Yeah. He remembers that she was 19. <laughs> right. She said she was 18. Right. Um, but earlier in that very same conversation, he said he, he well, you know, the names, I kind of remember. I think I knew their parents. I'm like, you know what? If I was 30, 32 years old and I was dating legal teens, you know, 19, 20, 22 years old even, I'd remember that. <laughs> I'd remember that like crazy. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and, yeah. he was saying, and he was saying, I, you know, Sean would ask him, was it like you to date younger girls? Well, that wasn't generally like me. And that, that just smacked of a dissembling lawyerly response to me. I, you know, um, I think there's, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. Uh, he, it, it breaks my heart, you know, because I, I know the guy. I love, love I know. The other thing I noticed with the, with the fifth lady, this was interesting over the weekend, the fifth lady who came out, whenever that story, whenever they summarize that story on the radio, they're saying a fifth woman has come out and a, a, a accused Judge Roy Moore of uh, sexual impropriety. I'm saying, wait a minute. Before her, there was only one who accused him of sexual impropriety. There was three who said that they dated him. Yes. So there was the one, the 14-year-old girl with the petting over the underwear. That would have been that would have been a crime. Yes. At least, at least a couple ways. The other three, by my understanding of the story, and I haven't read the Washington Post article, but uh, uh, the other three went uh, consensually on dates with him. And a few of them kissed him, and I got the impression that maybe two or, th- or even all three of them went with the knowledge of their parents. So there wasn't three, there was not four women accusing him of sexual impropriety. There was one. But now the fifth one comes out, oh, there's five, you know, and like there's this great, there's this line that's being blurred between uh, legality and, you know, there's a comfort zone thing there, comfort level, but, you know, if the, if the girl's parents, felt comfortable in allowing a 30-year-old judge to, or, or, or prosecutor, I think it was at the time, uh, to date their their older teen daughter. It's like, there's nothing to talk about here. Right. Two things to talk about are the 14-year-old and the, and the girl who was assaulted in the restaurant parking lot. That's yes. the two things to talk about. Yeah, and he's, he's essentially admitted to the 16-, 17-, 18-year-olds. Um, he has. Yeah. And and the ones he denies are obviously the illegal fourteen-year-old uh, and the sixteen-year-old attempted rape. Those he categorically denies. Says he doesn't even know those girls. So it, it, you know it is interesting, but I I find it somewhat fascinating that he did admit to the seventeen, eighteen-year-olds because it does lend credibility to the fact that he likes younger girls, doesn't it? And so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. Appreciate the call, Frank. It's 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 really difficult to know which way to go on this because you don't want a child predator in in the Senate. But it is interesting that all of these things happened forty years ago, and then nothing since. Apparently, because nobody's come forward and said, "Well, this happened to me in the '90s or the 2000s," or this guy was still doing this once he was married. It doesn't. Doesn't seem seem like anybody's even alleging that, and usually you don't stop that behavior, right? It would be unusual for somebody to stop that behavior. So on Twitter at Pat Gray Unleashed, we've got a poll for you: Should Alabama voters stand by Roy Moore? A send him send him packing, or B you're sticking by him. You can vote in the Roy Moore poll at Facebook.com/slash Pat Gray Unleashed. Mm-hmm. And right now. 
early uh, voting. Mm-hmm. Just uh, one precinct closed in the uh, metro area. All right. Uh, 55% say send him packing. 45% uh, wow. say they're sticking by him. Pretty and close. There you go. Pretty close. Uh, Susan in Rhode Island, welcome to The Blaze. Good afternoon, gentlemen from the People's Republic of Rhode Island. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> um, we, you've been talking about the Roy Moore situation and mm-hmm. the fact that it'd be difficult to prove it if yeah. unable to pr- prove it. There is one way that they could. If they're serious and this really happened to them and they want to keep this gentleman out of the Senate because what he did is not that's not what we want sitting in the United States Senate. There is one thing they can do. They can take a voice stress test, which is nothing more than a more technologically advanced lie detector test. Mm. Yes, they're not admissible in court. I understand that. But many attorneys have had their own clients take them privately for credibility purposes. Right. Take that test voluntarily. Now you're credible. Let the mm-hmm. result. I mean, you've got Gloria Allred involved. She should be all over this. Oh, yeah. And here's your, here's your results. My clients are telling the truth. Yeah, I, I love that There's idea. There's a way to prove it. I appreciate the call, Susan. I don't I don't know that they'll do that. I don't know that the uh, attorneys involved would encourage it or not, but I'd love to see that happen. Let's get to the bottom of it. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Along with the unlovely and untalented uh, Jeffy with (laughs) chewing the fat. Excuse me? I mean, the unlovely and untalented? Your point? Is that what you Is that what you just introduced me as? You know how he heard you say that? It's because he cleaned his ears out with the Wax RX. Oh, okay. And that's how Mm. he was able to know that you said that about Mm. him. Plus, you've got the little... uh, Alien, not there. anymore. Okay, it needs to go. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so, what's up? Um, first, I'd like to say that uh, I just got off the phone with uh, Mary uh, in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, hmm. and I'd like hmm. to say hi, Mary. And she said that she's not uh, voting for Roy Moore, so put her on your list. Okay, she's, t- she's not going to take the Twitter poll, but it's a Facebook uh, poll. That's Facebook.com/slash Pat Gray Unleashed. And so, Mary in, in Alabama, Muscle Shoals, Alabama, called you from Muscle Shoals. Mm-hmm. I called her. You called you. I called. Her. How do you know Mary? In oh, Muscle Shoals? Mary is a relation to someone that works here. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's a fan of the show. I don't know that she was actually listening to this broadcast right now, but I know that she she uh, a fan of the network. Yeah, and uh, huh. one. I mean, I didn't even have to. I I I had the person call her, and I picked up the phone, and I said, mm-hmm. "Hi, Mary," and she went, oh, "Jeffy." I'm sorry. So she knew the voice. Hmm. Like, you had the person call her. Who's yeah. who's the person? I don't know. You're some just, guy that works. Some back guy there. just called for you. 
It's interesting <laughs> because Some you know guy that works back there. Person. I don't want to. I don't. It's just Mary and Muscle Shoals. Don't worry about who who they know. You don't know how to dial a phone. That's what I'm hung up. I don't have Mary's phone number. No. Okay. I will say this about Muscle Shoals. They have the Swampers. Yes, they do. They've been known to pick a song or two. Huh. Lord, they, they get me off so much. Uh, they pick me up when I'm feeling blue. Now, how about you? Right? You, know, you should write this down and grab your guitar. Right, this man. is nah, actually something. never work. Yeah, just never write it. Yeah. Maybe yeah, next time you like bring it. your guitar. I don't like it. It's not that no. good. Uh, yesterday, uh, Senator Rand Paul tweeted, uh, Kelly and I want to thank everyone once again for your thoughts and prayers for my recovery. While I'm still in a good deal of pain, I will be returning to work in the Senate today. He was there, uh, ready to fight for liberty and help move forward with tax cuts in the coming days and weeks. Yesterday, he was interviewed by Paul Bedard, uh, Washington Secrets, in the first uh, interview since his attack 10 days ago. Uh, he told him uh, he knew of no motive that would have sparked his neighbor to hit him from behind. He knew yeah. no motive. Uh, from my perspective, I'm not really too concerned about what someone's motive is. I'm just concerned that I was attacked from the back. Somebody broke six of my ribs, gave me a damaged lung, where at least for now I have trouble speaking and breathing, and now I've hurt for 10 days. I would freaking demand to know why that happened. How can you not be interested I in mean, why uh, it happened? Well, That's he's, bizarre. Well, well he's 50. Something's I mean, really Paul weird is 54, here. broke six broken mm-hmm. ribs, cuts on his face, uh, yeah. fluid built up <clears throat> in his chest. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you get hurt like that at any age. It takes a while to heal. In your 50s, mm-hmm. it's going to take a while for Rand to fight back a little bit. I'm surprised he's back already. No official reason was given for the attack, and the lawyer of Boucher, the neighbor, um, said the politics was not the case. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Truth's no. coming out at some point. No problem. Politics was not the case. I mean, of course it was the case, right? He just doesn't want to be charged with a serious, uh, hate serious crime. more crime than just assault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, this, there's going to be criminal prosecution. And uh, it said that uh, Paul Bedard said that uh, Rand Paul felt uh, limited in what he wanted to say about the case. So we'll find out. I mean, as the case progresses, I'm hoping that we'll find out exactly Hope so. why it happened. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, it just can't. It's Can weird. I, may, may it's so I... strange. Why would you just, the guy's getting off his lawnmower and he just Beat the living crap out of You know guy. how you... I mean, darn near killed him. You mm-hmm. you went on record early in the Las Vegas thing, and you were accurate. I mean, there was some, something else is going on there, you know? Can I just go on record by saying, when all is said and done, this will not be about politics, nor will it be about grass clippings. Just going to go on the record there, okay? So what do you... I mean, what, nah, do you have I any just, ideas? No, nah, nah, I just don't. Do you throw just, anything out there? Nope. Boucher uh, mm. and uh, Rand Paul's wife, maybe? Uh I'm sorry. Is that your theory? Boucher. No, I'm that just I'm be, just trying to think okay. what your what your theory could be. It's just not going to be either. Because Rand had said that he didn't uh, he hadn't spoken to him mm. uh, about any in of years. This. Yeah, about anything. Yeah, grass clippings or, or politics or, or, or mail anything. or anything. Yeah, they, I mean it wasn't. Hey, you got the the wrong letter was delivered to my house today. This is yours. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. So, so I mean that's something big's going on there. Actually, hmm, what Keith Malinak? What do you got? I kind of like that. Oh, okay. I kind of like that. Oh. I wish I'd have thrown that out there myself. Mm-hmm. It's been brewing in my brain for about a week ever since it happened. It just too little came out early enough, and then my wheels started turning. Rand, Rand's wife and the neighbor. Little I know business. what that, I did not say that. I little did business not going say on that. while Rand is in D.C. No, didn't say that. <laughs> Continue, please. Uh, Joe Biden. You know, you know, love him. It's just good old Joe mm-hmm. uh, on the Today Show. 
Uh, Joe uh, was asked a question about uh, guns, and he was asked a question about uh, the shooter who stopped the uh, murderer uh, at the Texas Church in Sutherland, uh, Stephen Williford. And uh, I want you to listen to the question. And then his first answer is amazing. And then he goes on for another 30 seconds or so. See if you can make out what Joe Biden is talking about. Yeah, Brianna with a question about gun control. Hello. Um, So with the tragedy that just happened in Texas, my question is, how do you justify the Democratic view on gun control when the shooter was stopped by a man who was legally licensed to carry a gun? Well, first of all, uh, the kind of gun being carried, he shouldn't be carrying. Uh, Assault weapons are... uh, I I wrote the first, the last serious gun control law that was written. It was law for 10 years, and it outlawed assault weapons and it outlawed weapons with magazines that had a whole lot of bullets, and so you can kill a whole lot of people a lot more quickly, number one. Number two, it's just rational to say certain people shouldn't have guns. Now, the fact that some people with guns are legally able to acquire a gun and they turn out to be crazy after the fact, that's, that's life. There's nothing you can do about that. But we can save a lot of lives, and we've stopped tens of thousands of people from getting guns who shouldn't have guns. You okay, really didn't so, answer the question. No. Did he so know did that she was talking about? what the hell he, he was talking about? He just flipped that and just yeah. tried to ignore that's what they, she was That's asking. all they can do. <laughs> this was, he, well, do. he wrote the first, the last, <laughs> decent gun mm, bill mm-hmm. especially the one that with lots of bullets being shot yeah i mean i thanks joe <laughs> joe being joe thanks joe i appreciate it appreciate it okay so uh another uh, news uh, from tampa florida uh jadu born a white male mm. now considers himself a filipino mm. he even drives what he calls a Tuk Tuk. I'm sorry? An Asian derived vehicle used for public transit in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. A Tuk Tuk. Okay. So he's transracial. I'll let him. He's transracial. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's have Jadu explain. Okay. Uh, explain. It's a Tuk Tuk. He's great. Uh, they, yeah, they use them a lot in the Philippines. See, the whenever, you know, I'm around, whenever I'm around the music, I'm around the food, I feel like I'm in my own skin. See? I'd watch the History Channel sometimes sure. for hours. What a dumb. You know, whenever whenever it came to that, and you know, nothing else intrigued me more. But you know, things about you know Filipino culture. Mm-hmm. I think if you're unhappy with who you are and you change yourself for the better, and that makes you happy, you know, go for it. But it's I I would never say it was a privilege to you know be unhappy with yourself all the time. Well, the funny thing is, is you know, I had to make you. sure that it wasn't just me because if it's just yes, me, it wasn't then. Just me. There must be something wrong, or maybe I'm just maybe I'm just strange. That's why I started this group. Uh, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, I created the group in hopes of you know getting our message out in a bottle, and people started to join. People started to message me about you know their conflictions with themselves. I believe that we all have the freedoms to pursue happiness in our own yes. ways. We can pursue we can pursue pursue, pursue in, intimacy with whatever <laughs> partner we want. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thank All you. right, I'm I mean, gonna have to. So he's transracial. He he's uh, he's gone from a white person to a Filipino. Filipino, Filipino yes. And That's he's also he's not only is he transracial, he is also uh, transsexual. He, I guess, was a boy and is transitioning to a girl, or vice versa. Vice versa. I'm not sure which. Well, all I was know. a girl and is now a boy. 
I, I couldn't really tell. I would say a boy to girl. Boy to girl. Yeah, the way he looks, it's boy to girl. Yeah, because yeah. I think there was a picture of him as a boy early on. But, yes. And so. Yes, there was. Okay. Uh, but, you know, look, Pat, it's, I'm scared to eat uh, other countries' food now because, I mean, he's whenever he's around the music, around the food, mm-hmm. he feels like he's in his own skin. Yeah. And, you know, whatever you want, I kind of stopped watching the History Channel. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure how that. I mean, Are there he, a lot of Filipino shows? Oh my on gosh, the History Channel. Oh my gosh, mm. this is, yes, and now I mean even more so, and nothing else intrigued him more but the things about Filipino culture. So, so it Jeffy, made him realize that this is. A <laughs> I think I'm a Filipino. Trans, transracial is that is that his deal? That's his new bag there. Yes. Okay, can you read yes. the uh, new definition? I had to add a couple letters. to Oh yeah, the two S L B L G B T I A plus. You missed a Q. L G B T Q I A plus E T R. Sorry, no the Qs. Yeah, no Qs. L G B T Q I A plus E T R. Got it. Yeah, transracial. He was look. I mean. He was proud of Rachel Dolezal, who was born white, <laughs> identified as black, and portrayed herself as such. I mean, she was even president of the Spokane, Washington chapter of the NAACP. So, mm, I think I mean, we're all proud look, of her. Look, anytime, look, I got to give it to the guy, though, right? I mean, he watches the History Channel show, sure. decides that, hey, that's me. Yeah. I'm, I'm now, I, I feel like I'm in my own skin when I'm watching shows on Filipino lifestyles i'm gonna order a tuk tuk <laughs> and drive a filipino mm-hmm. bus around yeah taxi around mm-hmm. i mean that's that's commitment it is that's commitment tell me you do you'd do that would you buy a car would you buy a cab well no because okay. my my people are the cherokee nation uh, they didn't have the cherokee cars. tribe right those of us who you got robbed s- by other countries so proud to live you. yeah so proud to die you know they took my whole uh, Cherokee Nation and locked them on uh, a reservation. reservation. They took away our uh, way of life, yeah. the tomahawk, about, yeah. bow and knife, huh. uh, and all the uh, beads we made by hand. Sure. <laughs> you know what happened and to them? Nowadays, they're made in Japan. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And though I wear a shirt and a, and a tie, sometimes not today, obviously, but I'm sure. still part ma- red man deep inside. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, you can't once you feel. Yeah, that's I mean, it. you know, you can't, you can't change that. So no, you can't. I can relate to this guy and the way he feels transracially because obviously I am too. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna make a promo and it's gonna be about the yeah. new and improved transracial mm-hmm. Pat Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I better be a serious one and not something sure. that oh. you think is funny. Oh yeah. Of course. Course. Obviously, take of that seriously. Of course, I mean the utmost seriousness. Okay. Okay. All right, what else do you have? <laughs> 39 years ago, a Steve Martin mm. had the hit King Tut. Mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live sold millions of copies. It sold. A, I was really surprised that it sold over a million copies, reached number 17 on the Hot 100. Uh, and uh, also, uh, do you remember King Tut? Oh, I yeah. Mean, it goes, you know, there's a little bit of King mm-hmm. Tut for you for the... Those of you that don't remember uh, Steve Martin and King Tut from Saturday Night Live, it was a bit, right, yeah. when Saturday Night Live was funny. Mm-hmm. And and it goes a little something like this. Hey, a little now, bit, when he was a young man, he never thought he 
Gondo made a stoner. So, uh, he was just, it was just because of the tour, right? I mean, King Tut was touring around the United States. Mm-hmm. People could go see it. And so Steve Martin was making a, you know, a little jest, a little fun. Well, students at uh, Reed College in uh, Oregon. Um, wow. That's like somebody making a song just littered with the N-word everywhere. Oh, my gosh. A uh, member of the Reedies Against Racism, uh, RAR, R-A-R. Uh, told the student newspaper when asked about Martin's performance, um, the Egyptian garb of the backup dancers and singers, uh, many Offensive. of whom are African-American, are racist as well. <laughs> okay, and the one part that I didn't want to show on the air, uh-huh. uh, when the saxophone player comes out of the coffin, uh, the gold-faced saxophone, uh, dancer leaving its tomb, uh, that's like exhibition blackface. Okay? Wow. So <laughs> why why are they even talking about this uh 41 years 42 years later? <laughs> what what they were is just he doing it, it now? I, guess. I mean, what I guess, are you talking about listen, King it, Tut for? It's cultural <laughs> appropriation is what From it is, okay? 40 years guess, ago. <laughs> come on. For the love well, I of guess heaven. The, I guess they were just playing it at the at the college, right? They were just trying to play stuff that may may be offensive. Uh, that wasn't offensive at the time or didn't appear to be. Why are I they doing that? I don't know, Pat. Bizarre. Re- and Reed College is actually one of the most, supposed to be one of the most liberal colleges, you know, in the country. So there you is go. It? All right. I mean, uh, if you have a student, a child going to Reed College in Oregon, mm. I would say pull them out, but they're probably there for a reason because of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. probably, oh, man, that's, that's mm. not good. Uh, hate crimes, they rose for the second straight year. Did you know that, Pat? I, didn't. I mean, okay, well, now you do because with increases in attacks motivated by bias against blacks, Jews, Muslims, LGBT people, according to the FBI statistics released Monday, and FBI uh, left off the uh, IA. Yeah, and other little letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another <laughs> many <laughs> other letters. <laughs> There were more than six thousand one hundred and hate crimes last one hundred hate crimes last year. Sixty one hundred hate crimes last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I even if that I'm number is accurate, it's a country of three hundred thirty million people. So if you if you literally had just sixty one hundred, that's a drop in the bucket. Oh yes, it's a drop but, in the bucket. But it's on the rise, and it's simply on the rise because we've expanded what we're calling a hate crime. Right? It's not. I don't yeah. think it's. I think it's the hate crimes that are actually growing. It's the mm-hmm. definition of what we're calling a hate crime. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, that's just yeah, just weird. And uh, a, a David uh, Scharfenberg, uh, my favorite uh, writer at the Boston Globe, uh, had a tremendous article uh, today called uh, Hand Over Your Weapons. And uh, he's asking the question, look, the logic of gun control lies at the bottom in substantially reducing the number of deadly weapons on the street, and confiscation is far and away the most effective approach. Is there any conceivable turn of events in our politics that could make confiscation happen? And what would a mass seizure look like? Um, I would say uh, take your best shot. 
Yeah, okay. At least, Good luck. At least somebody's admitting what their what their ultimate Good goal luck. is. Because because usually you hear, I'm all about the Second Amendment. I I'm totally That's for true. the Second That's Amendment. True. Here's a guy who's just yeah. saying it. Let's That's just take true. guns. I was raised with guns, and I know all about guns. But I'm a big hunter. My family has guns. <laughs> yes. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That is uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy. Triple eight nine hundred. 3393 more pack grand leashed uh coming up in just a second um in the meantime however i got to tell you about um you know familiar story of david and goliath small boy taking on a giant with a few small stones and of course he wins in today's world as conservatives sometimes we feel a little bit like david taking on the giant but you know there's a company out there that's challenging the giant with their cell phones yeah, Patriot Mobile, the only conservative cell phone service provider in the country. They they take up to 5% of your monthly bill. They donate it straight to conservative activist groups, not to the left. So it's time to stop letting big mobile giants push you around with their bad service, high prices, all the while donating to groups like Planned Parenthood. I mean, how do you even get a hold of a company like that? Though? Well, you, you, you could call them. Uh, at 1-800-PATRIOT, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and coming up on Black Friday weekend, that's not this weekend, but the next, Patriot oh Mobile's is offering is another incentive to quit using the big big mobile giants. This Black Friday weekend only, you can get a brand new phone for a penny a month when you sign up with the unlimited talk and text for 24 months. So for a total of 20 bucks and a penny, you get a new Alcatel phone and unlimited talk and text 20 bucks a month plus one penny. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Again, call 1 800 a Patriot, or you can go online and take care of it there. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Pat. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray. Welcome. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Judge Roy Moore, should he be the next senator from the state of Alabama? Uh, would you vote for him if you're in, in Alabama? And if, if you are in Alabama, uh, maybe you can let us know what your plans are. Uh, 888-900-3393. It's interesting, the timing on these women jumping uh, into this fray now. The, guy, the guy's run for office multiple times, you know, Supreme Court in Alabama. He's been a judge for a long time. He's been around. And now, now that it's a seat for the U.S. Senate, now all of a sudden all these women come out of the woodwork. And I guess, you know, there's safety in numbers, and that's why everybody says they're jumping into this fray now. But uh, I do find it somewhat interesting. Also, George H.W. Bush has more groping allegations. And, and this new one is from just 14 years ago. 14 years ago. So this was not wheelchair days. This was he standing upright 
He can still walk. He's still mobile. Six women have now accused George H.W. Bush of sexual harassment, specifically groping without consent. Rosalind Corrigan has come forward and said the former president <clears throat> grabbed her buttocks in 2003. She was just 16. She said, my initial reaction was absolute horror. I was really, really confused. First thing I did was look at my mom, and while I was standing there, I didn't say anything. What does a teenager say to the ex-president of the United States? Like, hey, dude, shouldn't have touched me like that. Bush was 79 at the time, and he allegedly groped the 16-year-old during a photo op at a CIA event. And again, he wasn't in a wheelchair at this time. He supposedly reached down and grabbed a handful of her butt. And she says, I was just, you know, I was a child. <sighs> if this is true, it's absolutely despicable. And again, why are the people around him continuing to, la- to allow photo ops with him? Why would you subject other people to it? And why would you put him in that situation? Somebody get a grip on this thing and put a stop to it. Barbara, his handlers, the Secret Service, somebody. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. It's true. I am. 888 It's kind of interesting. Uh, Mattel has announced the first hijab Barbie doll. They're honoring uh, Ibtahaj Muhammad. She's thrilled to have inspired a Barbie in her likeness and especially proud that the doll will be the first Barbie to wear a hijab. Childhood dream come true, she said. The, d- the doll is part of the Shiro line. I don't know what the Shiro line is. The who line? But this is part of it. Uh, we're so excited to honor Ibtahaj Mohammed with a one-of-a-kind Barbie doll. Ibtahaj continues to inspire women and girls everywhere to break boundaries. Now, they haven't broken all the boundaries because this Barbie doesn't come with a car she's not allowed to drive. And she can't leave the Barbie house unless Ken is with her. Also, the uh, the talking Ken doll, when you pull its string, says, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you, when you pull the string. And, and then he's free to pick up and leave, <laughs> hang out with Malibu Barbie after that. <laughs> it's a little Sharia kind of Barbie mm-hmm. theme there. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> actually, Saudi Arabia just changed that law about the driving thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe Barbie will get a car here, uh, although she can't leave the house. I don't think yet no. with, without her without uh, her husband Ken. No, might have to change Ken's name. It's something more appropriate. I don't, I don't know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 
also uh harvard's class uh, that they're featuring now uh you can now you have like met major in anal sex at harvard they uh they have a class called anal sex 101 hmm. it's all about practice 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 according to the instructor uh and uh so pupils at the nation's number two rated college, Harvard, learn how to relax their parts and pass around plugs. There's actually a word in front of plugs. Is I'm, I'm just not going to say it because it's just, it's nasty. Actually, this, I thought you could actually do this story. Maybe not. <laughs> Frankly, maybe not. <sighs> wow, is this, I mean, it's just... I, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Is there At homework? Harvard. There's homework in these classes. It, there is homework, mm. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody everybody took home vibrators, walked away with free condoms and sex toy cleaners. That's what you get. At Harvard uh, for this class. Uh, what do you even say to that? Uh, I don't want to look at the syllabus, so I don't know. You say turn the country off. That's turn what it you off. say. Just flip the switch and turn the country off. Good night. Wow. Sleep on your back. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to go to Harvard. Holy cow. That, that's just out of control. Is there anybody who thinks that's okay? Really? Do liberals think this is okay? Is that what you want your children studying at Harvard? Anal thing, you know, 101. Really? Is that what you want them to study? Good heavens. Then you wonder why we've got the stories like we do. Why we have the society that we do. We have this Alabama thing that we just can't get past with uh with Roy Moore. Do we did he actually chase after 14-year-old girls or or not? I don't know. Whole thing starting to sound like the Michael Jackson situation, frankly, with with girls instead of boys. So where, where it was little, it was twelve year old boys with Michael Jackson. It's fourteen year old girls with uh, Roy Moore. I mean, does anybody remember this particular interview with Michael Jackson? How would you characterize your relationship with this boy? I've helped many, many, many children, thousands of children, children. children. cancer kids, leukemia kids. Uh, kids with chicken pox, tough kids, sissy kids, even kids with chicken pox. Oh, shut up. I love the 12-year-old boy children, armor hot dog children. The kind of children I like to sleep with. This is one of many. That British documentary last February, Mm -hmm. which you didn't like. Yeah, I didn't like it. You said in that documentary that that many children have slept in your bedroom. You said, and and I'm going to quote here, why can't you share your bed? The most loving thing to do is to share your bed with with someone. Yes. Beautiful. As we sit here today, Mm -hmm. do you still think that it's acceptable to share your bed with children? Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Why not? Of, of, of course. Of course. Why not?
If you're going to be a pedophile, if you're going to be Jack the Ripper, Uh, if you're going to be a murderer, it's not a good idea. Well, I don't think any of the pedophiles uh, or Jack the Rippers would admit, yeah, I'm a pedophile Jack the Ripper type. Nobody's going to admit that, Michael. They're going to say, of course, because I'm not not a pedophile or Jack the Ripper. That I'm not. I'm not. That's how we were raised. Right. And I, I didn't sleep in the bed with the child. Even if I child. did, it's okay. I mm-hmm. slept on the Even floor. Even if you did, it's okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It's, it's a weird world. I'll tell you that right now. It's a weird world. We got the Roy Moore thing. Uh, we have the George H.W. Bush groping thing. Everybody in Hollywood thing. Uh, and who do you believe? Do you believe Roy Moore? Uh, did you believe Michael Jackson? Uh, I don't know. I believe we should have turned the country off when that uh, British documentary originally aired with Michael Jackson. The warning signs for mm. where our society was headed. They were there. They were right there. Yeah, they were. We just had the chance. Yeah, they, they were there, all right. Opportunity lost. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, let's go to Mark in Massachusetts. Mark, you're on the blaze. Hi. Well, geez, Pat, thanks so much for that flesh-crawling walk down memory lane. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Keep the children. So I wanted to comment on the, on the uh, more thing. Now, I didn't really know about this guy before this whole case came up, and I'm not making an argument to exonerate him or, 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 or crucify him. But I think the bigger picture here is we have to aggressively prove or disprove these these claims because this is just going to become the template that the left uses. Now, so I can believe that an older guy would have an affinity for younger girls. And so mm-hmm. that could be nothing more than low-hanging fruit. It's like, okay, let's really make this guy look bad. And let's do it in such a way that he becomes so toxic that no one could could ever vote for the guy, right? Right. But but take the things that can be proved or disproved. And and the thing about the mall is, is a great example because that kind of thing wouldn't be something that one person took it upon themselves to implement. That would be orchestration for all of the different shop owners saying, okay, guys, we have to have a set of rules here that we all agree to and everyone watches out you know, sort of a neighborhood watch type thing. And here are guys that we don't want to hang around our place. Right. There would have to be tons of people who were, who, who were aware that yeah. this was a practice. Right. And, and so, um, and, and some of the other things that have come, how about the fact that the first two accusers, one woman had done sign language stuff for both Biden and Hillary. And the, and the second person or one of the first three also worked for Hillary's campaign. I mean, Good God That's almighty. That's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, talk about, oh, geez, it couldn't possibly be political motivation there. Right. Um, it, it, and, you know, and, and like you said, the timing of this just stinks to high heaven. And, and I think that mm-hmm. we need to be vigilant and be aggressively prove or disprove charges like this because I'm more worried about this becoming a standard template for what the left does when they feel they have no way of winning at the ballot box. Yeah, and what are you going to do about it? You're just going to deny it, and nobody's going to believe you. I mean, this is a great template for for ruining somebody's uh, reputation and career. It's a gr- it's no, a I, great I, way absolutely. to do it. 
And and appreciate no, I, the call. Thanks, Mark. It's, those are great points. And we can't forget the mall situation, the Gadsden Mall in Alabama, supposedly banned Roy Moore from entering it. Okay, well, if, if that happened, there's got to be a record somewhere of that, doesn't there? There has to be. If you've got a 30-year-old guy trolling for teenage chicks at the Gadsden Mall in Alabama, and they said, look, we don't want you in here anymore. Surely there's a lot of people who know about that. That's got to be provable or disprovable. And if you prove that, that's going to lend a lot of credibility to everything else, isn't it? Uh, The report noted that several women remembered more frequently walking through the mall alone. And keep in mind, the guy's 30, 30 plus. And he was typically well-dressed in slacks and a button-down shirt. And a number of local sources told reporter Charles Bethea that Moore was banned from that mall for constantly pestering teenage girls. If that's true, it's creepy. It's super creepy. And the guy, I, it shouldn't be in the Senate, right? If it's true, and it's this, again, this should be provable. Greg Leggett, who is now 59, lives in East Gadsden, was from 1981 to 1985 an employee at the Record Bar, a store that was in the mall. By the early 80s, Leggett told this reporter the mall was the place to be. There were no empty stores. Lots of kids came around. Lots of teenagers hung out. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what you did in the 1980s, right? You went to the mall and you hung out. Yeah, unless you were from the mean streets of Helena, where we kind of didn't have a mall. Oh, no. <laughs> Where the things were so bad that you couldn't support them all. That you had to go to Missoula or Great Falls over 100 miles away in either direction uh, to go to a mall. Not worth it at that point. Not worth it, no. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, you went to the mall to see and be seen. Leggett met his wife, Joanne, there. She worked at a restaurant called Orange Bowl Leggett remembers that parents dropped their kids off at the mall, typically unchaperoned, and teens filled the place. And he says he saw more there a few times, even though his understanding was that he had already been banned. So this guy who worked at the mall says that was his understanding, and he thinks it started around 1979. I know the ban was still in place when I got there. Huh. Here's one guy who verifies it. Uh, when I was working at the store, there was a police officer named J.D. Thomas, now retired, who worked at security at the mall. He was a fixture there when I was working at the store. He really looked after the kids there. He was a good guy. J.D. told me, if you see Roy, let me know. He's banned from the mall. Uh, wow, if that's true. For the D.A. to be banned from a local mall because he's stalking teenage girls? Uh, that's bad. That's real bad. Wow. Uh, 888-900-3393. With your thoughts on this, uh, coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. 
is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-900-3393. Big fun. Another Republican. You know what's interesting about Republican scandals? Is that uh, a lot of Republicans don't want you around even at the mere mention of a scandal. However... Democrats seem to circle the wagons and stick together and fight it off. Or embrace it. Or embrace it. Yeah, we did it. So what? It doesn't matter. As in the case of Bill Clinton. First of all, it was, no, he didn't. No, he didn't do that. No, he did not have sex. I did not have sex with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. Not once. Okay, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, But now it doesn't matter, okay? Because initially it was, no, he didn't. No, there's no way he did. Okay, yes, he did, but it doesn't matter. Because that has nothing to do with his presidency. That's his personal life. That's his personal life. (laughs) (laughs) So it's so much easier for a Democrat to go through, through this because nobody's throwing stones at them from their own side. And the media is on their side, other than Fox News and talk radio. That's it. The rest of the media... All supports them and all toes the line for them. But if you're a, if you are a conservative, or heaven forbid, a religious Republican, good heavens, <laughs> everything combines against you, including much of your own party, like Mitch McConnell, like John McCain. Uh, only too happy to go after Roy Moore because they view him as a kook anyway. And look, if he's guilty of this trolling for teenage girls in the mall thing he shouldn't be in office um he shouldn't i I don't know i mean maybe there's even a jail cell for him if he did actually what he's accused of doing there should be a jail cell except there's probably a statute of limitations on this i don't know uh but on the other hand (laughs) when you think this thing through and you think okay He got married 32 years ago. He's been with his wife for 33 years. Nobody's even alleging any impropriety since he got married. Do you just stop your activity at that point? That's kind of interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, if you are such a teenage predator that you're trolling the malls to the extent where they have to ban you from the mall, do you just all of a sudden stop and control yourself once you're married? It's almost impossible because it just doesn't happen with that sort of sexual hang-up. Don't they say that, I mean, pedophilia, they say, is virtually uncurable. Incurable. Yeah. So far as that, you know, now we're at the point where uh, chemical castration is happening just to keep them from acting on their impulses. Yeah, yeah, and some of them opt for that rather than, like, prison. Sometimes they're allowed to do that. Just have castration or chemical castration. By the way, there is a nice poll there. Facebook.com slash Pat Gray Unleashed. Um, should Alabama voters stand by Roy Moore? Uh, 39% say send him packing. 61% are sticking by him. I far. thought that would turn around because originally it was, I think it was 55-45 the other way, right? Yes. Now it's 61-39 in favor of him, which doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It's uh, it's interesting because I think a lot of people think as I do, this is really interesting timing. And uh, we're all sick and tired of the establishment Republicans throwing conservatives under the bus. 
And for Mitch McConnell, did you say, I believe all the women? Just like that. Uh, who does that in their own party? If it, Again, if this was a Democrat, there's no way Chuck Schumer would be saying that. Or Nancy Pelosi would be saying that. They'd be saying, let's let the system work through. Let's see what happens. Innocent until proven guilty. That's what we would hear from the Democrats. Why can't Republicans band together? Why can't they defend themselves? And why can't they band together to win these arguments? It's bizarre to me. So again, the judge, the the job is left to talk radio to do it. Shouldn't be that way. Uh, these boneheads should be able to defend themselves, and they just can't. They're so inept. Interesting story, too, from the border. If you'd like to talk about this as well at 888-900-3393. Uh, the National Butterfly Center is suing the Trump administration over its plan to build a wall along the southern U.S. border. Only in America. Could the freaking National Butterfly Center <laughs> stop the nation from defending its border? The dispute began with when the center received a surprise visit from a work crew contacted by the Department of Homeland Security. They didn't provide any notice, but DHS authorized a crew to tear down the center's trees and specifically planted butterfly habitats to clear the way for a wall between the U.S. and Mexico. The barrier would place 70% of the center's land behind the wall. Couldn't that be worked out? Couldn't that be negotiated and, and you come to some other arrangement where maybe you move the wall back toward the border a little bit? Why can't you do that? Barrier would place 70% of the center's land behind the wall, effectively cutting off the visitor center from the rest of the 100-acre nature sanctuary. With border wall construction taking place in one of the best places to see a hundred different species of butterflies. And I think we all know hmm. how wonderful it is to see that many different species of butterflies. <laughs> um, when my wife and I yeah. plan a vacation, one of our main considerations is, well, how many species of butterflies do they have? Do you know? Oh, yeah. Don't you? Uh, for Surely us, you do that. Yeah, no, you and for Carrie. us, it's toads. Oh, it is. Yeah, we're okay. we're big on toads. The toad yeah, population. The toads, because there's so many mm, people. Okay. I mean, it's underrated. It's not just like one kind of toad out there. Yeah, but there break. there can't be a hundred different species of uh, toads. You'd be surprised. I mean, you can poo poo. I it, would. But I sir, would be surprised if there are. I mean, 100. we can argue about how we spend our family vacations if you'd like yeah, in front not. of everyone. Let's but, not. Uh, so you're a butterfly man, huh? Oh, I mean, who isn't? Well, except for you. <laughs> but according to Jeffrey Klassberg, the Butterfly Center's founder. How proud he must be. How proud his family must be. You know, I founded the Butterfly Center. <laughs> That's got to be a source of incredible pride to this guy and his whole family. They've decided to just ignore the law, trampling on private property Right? He does have a really good point there. Mm -hmm. I don't care what kind of place it is. That's a great point. Because they have decided, it sounds like, to just ignore the law, trample on property rights. You can't, you can't do that, except they'll, they'll claim eminent domain, and they will. Right? That's all you have to do. In a case like this, sorry, eminent domain. 
The complete disrespect for the legalities of this country is something that ought to concern every American, regardless of how they feel about a border wall. Yeah, sadly, he's right about that. As much as I want the wall built, as much as I want border security, I don't want property rights to be neglected and just trampled on. Seems like you could work this out with the place, right? Yeah, and that's kind of been in the back of my mind as, as all the talk of the border wall has uh, you know been circulated and become a hopefully a reality. I thought, you know, how are you compensating the people that actually own mm. that land? And is it me or did that the DHS showing up and just started excavating? That just seems out of the blue. Like, are we really? So there's like if hope. That's here. really the yeah. way it happened. Like, yeah, there's concern about private property rights, but mm-hmm. there's also hope that wait a minute, whoa, 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 we're actually doing something down there. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Hmm. Um. This is kind of. Hopeful, though. Lisa Murkowski from uh, Alaska, who's a terrible senator, frankly, especially for a Republican. But she introduced a bill this week that would allow oil and gas drilling in her state's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, known as ANWR. She actually did something positive here. Mm. How? Because we've talked a million times about ANWR. And... You know, the beautiful pristineness of the la- of that land. It's a wilderness with nothing in it for hundreds of miles in every direction. That's where they want to dr- that's where they want to drill and put pipelines and do all those things. Congressional bu- Congressional Budget Office reported that the bill would raise about one point one billion from twenty eighteen to two to twenty twenty seven. Uh, in order to start the drilling process on Anwar, you you got to believe that the Democrats are going to be rabidly opposed to this. But good for her for proposing it. Yeah, I'm glad that they proposed it. Um, but do we have any faith in the GOP nope. for actually nope. going through? No. Hmm. I mean, they, they're they're so terrible. They're just there's almost no difference between Republicans and Democrats anymore. That's why I I don't understand people's undying loyalty to a party. Who cares if they don't stand for anything? Who cares if they win? 888-933-93. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network i am blown away by buck's commitment to the freedom hut every night he's in it every night that's that's right are you anywhere every night no because you're not that committed producer keith you're just not and we all know it and so you can pretend all you want but while buck is showing his commitment to the freedom hut how often are you in the freedom hut Ooh, boy. how often I don't know that I've ever been to the Freedom Hut. <laughs> Typical. See? I, I just it. proved your point, didn't you I? You just proved my point. Dang it. You set a trap and I fell right into it. So easy. So easy. Uh, White House officials floated replacing uh, Moore with Sessions. I think this is a great idea. <clears throat> Let's say he's not guilty. Well, 
it's fine, but he's been tainted, right? So if you really want to win this seat, if you want to keep the majority in, in the House or the Senate, I mean, and it really is there, there's not that much incentive to do that anymore. But if that's what you want, I think you put Jeff Sessions in there and uh, he probably wins it, even at this point. White House officials have reportedly spoken about the idea of replacing uh, Roy Moore with Attorney General Jeff Sessions. They don't like Sessions as Attorney General anyway. So if they can convince him to go back to Alabama and somehow get him on the on the ballot, is that even possible at this point? Could you do a writing campaign? I don't know. Not sure of the rules governing um, this sort of situation in Alabama. You know what? I'm going to look up. Does early voting start to come into effect? Is that oh, even a thing? I, I don't even know if they have that right now. i got to look that up. According to the Times report, two White House officials uh, spoke about the potential for Alabama Governor Kay Ivey to appoint sessions to the seat can you do what really when you've got an election scheduled can you do that that's strange seems undemocratic which by the way this we're not in a democracy oh thank you hold on hold on okay I'm waiting for this moment mm-hmm. got some things here for you do you take a look there what the founding father said about the word democracy <laughs> <laughs> this is fun because I, i'm really sensitive to this as you know if you've listened any amount of time I hate it when America is called a democracy because that's not what we are. And it's code now for socialism. It's, mm-hmm. it's, they're talking about democratic socialism now. And here's what some of the founders have said about democracy. From Fisher Ames, uh, who ratified the Massachusetts Constitution. A democracy is a volcano which conceals the fiery materials of its own destruction. I love the way these guys spoke back then. (laughs) Nobody would ever use that sort of eloquence to describe democracy today. Isn't that beautiful? A democracy is a volcano which conceals the fiery materials of its own destruction. Uh, Today, we'd just say, Uh, democracy destroys itself sometimes. That's about as eloquent as we'd get. Uh, This from John Adams, democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. There never was a democracy yet that did not commit suicide. So true. Benjamin Rush, simple democracy is one of the greatest of evils. And John Witherspoon signed the Declaration of Independence too. Pure democracy is very subject to caprice and the madness of popular rage. I'll take that. How true that is. You're going to keep that? Yeah, I don't want you losing that. For the reference. All right. Okay, 888-900-3393 with your thoughts. Uh, Let's talk to Jacob in Florida. Hi, you're on the blaze. Yeah, Pat, this uh, story about uh, Roy Moore. uh, Well, not really about Roy Moore, but on the uh, subject of Roy Moore. Yeah. I was in Iraq. Yeah. Plenty of years ago, and was getting sexually harassed by a fellow uh, Marine out there. But the way he did it, he was actually doing it when uh, nobody else was around. So it was just him and me there. And because of that, it was just my word against his. And because wow. he was our our higher ups, uh, Golden Boy, uh, his word was more than mine. So I just kept my mouth shut. So I found out about a year later from one of the guys I was working with at the time that uh, he actually ended up getting court martialed for sexual harassment upon, on a bunch of different guys. Mm. And my first reaction was, man, I wish I knew 
known about it because uh, I would have thrown my two cents into it. Right. And that's likely what these women are doing. Uh, he's pretty prominent. They probably would have listened to him. So you pretty much understand why the piling on is, is happening right now, right? Yeah, I can yeah. Really understand yeah, yeah. people wondering why it's taking 30 years. But So that's interesting. Did you know that this guy was gay? Uh, I mean, Not until he started hitting on me. That seems really weird in the Marine Corps. That seems like uh, uh, that would have been problematic for him. and I, It doesn't seem like a lot of Marines would put up with that. But I guess you're just intimidated, right? Yeah, it was intimidated it was by his power. And yeah, he was the golden kid. Um, what, and this was prior to cell phones and smartphones, so that you would have some kind of recording device that you could have maybe recorded him with when you were both alone. Ever, did you ever think of that? I we're in Iraq. I didn't have anything with me. Ah, yeah, okay. And so, what year was this? Was this during the 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 one of the Gulf Wars? About two thousand three. Two thousand three. Uh, okay. Operation Iraq and Freedom, I guess. Yeah. Well, thanks for your uh, thanks for your service. Uh, yeah. How do you think things things are going in Iraq now? Are you still follow that? Not so much anymore. It's kind of well, interesting, there, isn't uh, it? Because we never even we don't even hear about it. Uh, the first I've heard about Iraq in months, if not years, is this earthquake that happened over the weekend. Uh, other than that, we don't hear anything really about what's going on in Iraq anymore. And it used to be, interestingly, when George W. Bush was in office, we heard, uh, we heard casualty numbers every single day, every single day. But from Barack Obama on, they don't even pay attention anymore. Uh, appreciate the call, Jacob. Uh, thanks for your service. It's really shameful that you had to go through that, especially in the U.S. military as you're serving your country. That, I mean, that's that's despicable, isn't it? Uh, 888-900-3393. In a stunning reversal, the University of Notre Dame <laughs> has retreated from its decision to stop providing contraception to students and faculty through the university health care plan. Now, they were uh, forced into doing that because of Obamacare. And they fought it. Mm. Uh, in 2013, the university brought one of the most high-profile lawsuits against the Obama administration in the wake of the Health and Human Services contraception mandate, which required all employees, regardless of religious or moral objections, to provide birth control and... Uh, uh, ab abortion drugs to employees free of charge. Okay, that goes against the tenets of the Catholic Church. So Notre Dame filed a lawsuit. Just last month, the HHS under President Trump expanded the existing exemptions to that mandate and included Notre Dame so that, you know, a school, uh, university school that's church-owned, wouldn't have to do this. And it resolved over 70 pending lawsuits, which were filed to seek relief from the coercive policy on religious grounds. It's against the Constitution. It's kind of like the Hobby Lobby thing. Yeah. And they, they got an exemption from Trump so that they wouldn't have to be forced to provide contraceptions. Exactly. Well, in late October, Notre Dame announced it would end 
contraceptive coverage for faculty and students after receiving this exemption. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it took no more than a week for Notre Dame to announce that it would, in fact, not be ending contraceptive and abortion coverage for its employees and students after all. Very conveniently, the university's insurance provider, Maritain Health, graciously agreed to continue funding contraception indefinitely. (laughs) That's wonderful. Isn't that great? I thought they didn't want that coverage for Catholic University. What made you think that? The lawsuit? Huh. (laughs) I I a lot of things make me think that. Is this the weirdest (laughs) alternate universe? That you could possibly imagine, totally and completely. I, I, I don't even know what to think anymore. <sighs> I just, I don't understand it. You remember Milo Hamilton? Just a, uh, yeah, from uh, Houston. Yeah, he's a right? great announcer for the Astros, Braves, Hall, Hall of yeah. Fame announcer, Hall of Fame announcer. Yeah. yeah, God rest his soul. Um, he had a, he had a great way. He ended uh, every Astros game, and it was this. And I hear it in my head as you're reading stories like that. Quote. Uh-huh. This ball game is it's over. Because that's what it feels like every freaking day in this country. Yeah. That reminds me of another announcer hmm. from my childhood. Okay. A guy named Cato the Cat from uh, the yeah. mean streets of Helena. <laughs> uh, on high school uh, play-by-play broadcast when the game was clearly in hand and one team was going to beat the other. Mm. And there was no chance for the other team to come back. At that point... Every game, he announced, the cat's in the bag and the bag's in the river. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so, for the United States of America, the, the cat's, cat's in, in the, the bag, bag and the, the bag's in, in the, the river. river. And another funny <laughs> thing about cats you may not realize is that a cat can give birth to kittens in an oven. That don't make them biscuits. Don't make them biscuits. Uh, don't do it. Don't make them busy. I mean, you can you can have the cat go into the oven. Don't turn it on. I mean, that's what the announcer and Helena might do. Yeah. But uh, they can give birth in there. A cat can give birth to kittens in an oven. That don't, don't make, make them biscuits. biscuits. Thank you. Juan LX. <laughs> Houston's own. And I used to say all the time, you can't argue with that. Because, frankly, nobody knows what it means. However, it was once explained to me, and I don't know if this is true, mm-hmm. but this guy who said this, a cat can give birth to kittens in the oven. That don't make them biscuits. He's Houston's <laughs> own version of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. His name is Quan LX. He was, uh, you know, such a big fan of Quan, of Malcolm X. He took on his last name, X. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, the the initial phrase apparently came from Malcolm X. In the context that when an illegal alien comes across the border and gives birth in the United States, that's an American citizen. Well, no, because according to Malcolm X, a cat can give birth to their kittens in the oven. That don't make them biscuits. Illegals can give birth to their children in the United States. That don't make them citizens. So the illegal alien is the cat, right? The United States of America is the oven, right? And you and I are biscuits because we were born here. I guess so. I'm a biscuit. It's interesting. If that's true, I mean, that's a great that's yeah, a great that, way to that put is it. Awesome. I love it. Hmm. And also, I, I believe it's true. I, I don't believe the 14th Amendment uh, grants citizenship to illegals that are born here. I, I don't, that's clearly, to me, 
uh, not the intent of the 14th Amendment. Yeah, that sounds like an important thing to talk about. But the important thing to me is that I'm now changing my uh, Twitter handle to Biscuit Keith. Okay. Okay. That's the most important all right. takeaway in all of this. Is that is that your uh, yeah my computers computer are making me of, noises? Got a meeting coming up after the show. That your magic muffins are done or whatever. <laughs> all right. Yeah, in the oven here. Triple eight. 900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed just around the corner. Coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. here i am it's true and so are you thank you for being here 888-933-93 i think in all of this uh, craziness involving sexual harassment the that's probably the story i hate the most is uh not even roy moore it's george hw bush yep super disappointing and as i mentioned late yesterday in the show uh I was talking to my wife about the fact that he's in a wheelchair and several women have said he kind of grabbed him inappropriately during a photo op and told that dumb joke that he always tells. <laughs> hey, you know what my favorite book is? David Copperfield and then he cops a feel. It's, it, so her point was, well, to me, that shows a propensity that he's done this for a long time and maybe his whole life. Uh, no, he's probably just... You know, something goes haywire sometimes in your brain when you're 90, 93. You kind of lose some inhibitions. Yeah, well, change a little bit. You might get more crotchety or a little more disgusting. But then when you think that it was 14 years ago and he supposedly did this, then it's super disappointing. And I, I would be among the first to say... Oh, this is BS. This is piling on. Somebody else trying to do this for political gain. Why didn't you say something about this years ago? Well, you can't really come to that conclusion when you see what the Bush spokesperson said about the accusation. Now, it's a 16-year-old girl. And again, keep in mind, H.W. Bush was upright at this time. He's still walking around. He's not in a wheelchair. He's much, much healthier because it's 2003. In his right mind, has his faculties, able to be mobile, takes a photo op with a 16-year-old girl and her mom and supposedly grabs her butt. That's, I mean, that, I, that's, is that hard to believe? It's the former president of the United States. I got to be honest with you. At this point, nothing is hard to believe. Sad. That's sad. But I would tend to, to uh, distance myself and, and not believe this. But then a Bush spokesperson <laughs> said this. The ex-CIA director, well, ex-president, ex-vice president, Quote, simply does not have it in his heart to knowingly cause anyone harm or distress. Uh, okay, that's fine if it comes out with a flat-out denial. It doesn't. But he also admitted 
the Bush spokesperson, also admitted he's been known to touch women's rears in what he intended to be a good-natured manner. <laughs> you can't do that. What do you what do you mean in a good nature? You can't just grab women's butts, good-natured or otherwise, and <laughs> leave them alone. Right. Come on, man. It's worth noting that many people uh, defending Bush against these accusations excuse it because now he uses a wheelchair, you know, which puts him in that position where he's at butt level. But <laughs> this one doesn't when he's standing up. He specifically reached down and took a squeeze. Hey, you want to know what one of my favorite book is? David Copperfield. And then wah, wah, little squeeze on the butt. Gosh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> And the then the Bush <laughs> spokespeople essentially admit it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. Again, who's handling George H. W. Bush, and why aren't they keeping him away from the public? I, I will say that you hit on something yesterday that you just kind of flew right by, and it's when you know you said. I think we understand how George H.W. Bush became such close friends with Clinton because that made no sense for all those years, mm-hmm. you know? We're like, mm-hmm. why are they such buddy-buddy besides the fact they're both progressives? I think, we, I think we're getting some insight into the relationship now. By yeah. the way, if you go to Facebook.com slash Pat Gray Unleashed, you can vote in the poll about uh, should Alabama voters uh, stand by Roy Moore. 63% are sticking by him. 37% say send him packing. So two to one in favor of sticking by Roy Moore at this point. Okay. Um, but uh, you have, I think, until uh, showtime tomorrow, noon Eastern, tomorrow to vote. That kind of bodes well for his election, I guess. Uh, although maybe 30% from Republicans is enough. Boy, at this rate, who knows what else is going to come out in four weeks. For sure. That's very true. It's been something almost every day. In fact, uh, did we have a day without a Hollywood accusation? I think we oh, did. Sh- 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 no, wait, wait, wait. Don't jinx it, man. Huh. <laughs> A day without a Hollywood accusation is just like night. <laughs> oh, that's a meme waiting to happen. A day without a Hollywood accusation is just like night. It's just like night. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at uh, a <laughs> news update to see uh-huh. if we've missed anything in the last <laughs> few hours. And it doesn't actually look like it. Okay, well... The day's only half done, Pat, so... Oh, yeah, still plenty of time. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. <sighs> it's, it, you know, what a world. And and again, uh, let, let's play the... Um, wait, wait, Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Oh, an actor? Uh, Tom Sizemore. There's uh, one, another one? One Tree Hill creator, latest in Hollywood, accused of sexual abuse. <laughs> Broke earlier. <laughs> So all you have to do is just do a new search for Hollywood accused and okay. So what was his deal? He did what? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, uh, I just I'm just reading the headline at this point. Uh, let's see here. Latest Hollywood accusation is that what you? Googled? Oh, he was former uh, Saving Private Ryan star. Uh, right. Yeah, Tom Sizemore. Yeah, One Tree Hill creator. Uh, wait. Okay, so the both. Okay, so former Saving Private Ryan star Tom Sizemore and One Tree Hill creator Mark Schwann are the latest Hollywood to be accused of sexual abuse. Oh, well, never mind then. So, um, <laughs> zero days without an accident. <laughs> uh, all right. And here again, I-, I think this is so outrageous. Here again is CNN's spin 
on this situation involving Roy Moore. I can tell you without hesitation, this is absolutely false. His statement false. with his wife. I never did what she said I did. <clears throat> I don't even know the woman. I don't know anything about her. I don't even know where the restaurant is or was. I- Problematic because he wrote down the name of the restaurant when he signed the girl's uh, uh, yearbook. If, in fact, that is his writing, and I don't think a handwriting expert has verified that. I've been married to this man for 32 years. We've been together for 33 mm-hmm. altogether. Okay. He has never one time lifted a finger to me. He is the most gentle, most kind man that I have ever known in my life. He's godly. Margaret, uh, so let, let's start there. Um, they are very much on the same page. She says her husband is godly. He says he doesn't know the woman, doesn't know anything about her. So is this now just a he said, she said? It's, Take five? It would be he said, she said if there was just one person saying he and another person saying she. Instead, there are mm. five accusers. There Not are really. also multiple people who have uh. stepped forward to tell stories that actually put into context some of these very credible allegations. There is a story from The New Yorker tonight about several people who recall that he had been mm-hmm. asked to leave and step away from the Gadsden Mall where he was provoking and harassing younger women. I mean, there's... It- yeah, we need to find out if that's true. The Gadsden Mall thing, I think, is the key to this. If it's true that he was banned from the mall because he was trolling for teenage girls, I think that lends a lot of credibility to this story. It's not just one drip and one person's word against another person's word. There's a context in a series of... of Incredible allegations and a context that make it harder for uh-huh. for, for sort of believing to, thoughtful, rational people uh-huh. to 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 step aside and not take a take a strong stand here. Okay, just <laughs> amazing. Uh, the CNN spin: How they hate this guy. Not only is he Republican, he's religious, and they they that just drives them out of their minds. All right, we are uh, out of time. We'll see you again tomorrow. For another adventure in fun and frivolity and cataclysm. 888 <laughs> the number to use then. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.